We hope you are enjoying the old-time radio programs on the Radio Then.network podcast. You will find many biographies and audio clips from the past on our blog. www.radiothen.network Check it out and bookmark the blog which also indexes our podcasts. www.radiothen.network In just a moment, recollections at 30, but first... A familiar theme that introduces some of the sweetest music this side of heaven. The music of Guy Lombardo and his Royal Canadians. And beginning Monday, July 30th, NBC Bandstand brings you live two full hours of your favorite tunes by Guy Lombardo, Tommy Dorsey, plus wonderful arrangements by Freddie Martin and Wayne King. It's four top bands in person joined by sparkling personalities like Burt Parks and Johnny Mercer, your Mr. Music. Remember July 30th for the premiere of NBC Bandstand. Stay tuned now for Recollections at 30 on NBC. Recollections at 30. NBC, celebrating its 30th year of broadcasting, invites you to memorable moments of radio's earlier days. In this special series of broadcasts, you'll reminisce among NBC's vast and historic library of sound. You'll hear the stars, the songs, the great moments in sports and special events that have highlighted these 30 years of NBC network broadcasting. And here, guiding our recollections at 30, is Ed Herlihy. Hello, everybody. I'm speaking with my head just about poking out over the stacks of mail that you've sent in. And believe me, it's very gratifying to get those letters and cards and your requests. One of the most heartening things about this program is to find that the younger generation is also interested in our show. I quote a letter from Forest Hills, New York. And the young lady says, although I'm only 13, I find your program truly great. It's one of the best on radio today. And it gives me a chance to know what radio sounded like when I wasn't here to hear it. <laughs> All right, and tonight we have more of the sounds and the personalities of radio way back when. There was once a team, for example, called Gene and Glenn. They did gentle chatter between songs. Not between records, mind you, between songs that they played and sang themselves. Now, if the younger generation can believe such a thing. Well, they had two voices apiece, these gentlemen, and when they used their other voices, Gene and Glenn became Jake and Lena. And here they are. Hello, 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 what a wonderful word, hello. Hello, boy. Hello, Lima. I heard you that piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, huh? Well, you sound pretty gay tonight, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you seem pretty lively yourself. Oh, yes, I've been out gallivanting. I called on the Higginbottoms and Lizzie Dalrymple, and I took my singing lesson. Oh, my. Oh, I certainly am sold on that Jenny Lynn Thompson. She's going to make me a color of jury, you know. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it makes you sing like a flute. Is that so? Mm-hmm. Why don't you sing something, Black? Oh, all right. <laughs> May I be the only one to say I really fell in love the day I first set eyes on you. Very kind permission Tell you that my one ambition Is to share a love 
You tripped on the rug yesterday and accidentally let me have it. Why, don't think I'm convinced that you have the makings of a prize fighter. Prize fighters, prize fighters, prize fighters. It's all I hear from morning to night. Why, you can just excuse me. Ah, you see, Glenn? You see, you made Lena mad. needles stuck. Well, don't laugh. Needles still stick sometimes. You know, as I was listening to Gene and Glenn, I was wondering, could such a program be popular today, do you think? Well, it's difficult to say, but one thing is certain. The public demanded bigger shows, and they got bigger shows, too. For example, the Jack Benny Show. And here's an excerpt from one of his 1938 programs. His guest was a personality many of you have requested to hear. And here she is. Hello, everybody. My cake. My Kate Smith, you little lifesaver. Well, Kate, you couldn't have walked in at a more opportune time. Am I glad to see you? I'm glad to see you, too, Jack. Kate, you know Harry Von Zell. Oh, sure. Hello, Harry. Glad to see you, Kate. And this is our temporary maestro, Abe Lyman. Yes, I've met Mr. Lyman before. Sure. Hello, Smitty. <laughs> Abe, uh... Uh, don't mind him, Kate. He's a little on the rough side. Well, that's all right. We'll get along all right, Jack. Hiya, slat. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're taking it the right way. And I must tell you how much I've enjoyed your programs, Kate. They've been grand. Thank you, Jack. Say, I meant to tell you, Jack. Uh. Mary sent me a letter yesterday, and it's all about you. Do you want to hear it? Oh, no, don't bother. Yeah, let's hear it, Kate. Come on. Oh, it's probably nothing. Well, here it is anyhow. Dear Kate, glad to hear that you're taking my place. But as this is the first time you've ever worked with Jack, there are some things that every girl should know. (laughs) Hmm, it starts out bad there. If Jack asks you out to dinner and tells you there's a marvelous floor show at the automat, don't fall for it. (laughs) 
Isn't that awful? However, if you do go out to a nightclub with Jack and he asks you to dance with him, say no. Hmm. As he'll want to roll up his pants and do the minuet. <laughs> That's very funny there. Give my love to all, and I'll be sitting in front of my radio waiting for your song. That's a sweet ending anyway. Well, Kate, you are going to sing a number for us, aren't you? You bet I am. Would you like to hear This Time It's Real? I was a fool, knew nothing where love was concerned. All confusion for now I've learned I know it I know it this time it's real it's thrilling so thrilling the way incomparable Kate Smith. And back in that same era, there was quite a different type of entertainment that the public liked. You remember when a nation's catchphrase used to be, my problem, Mr. Anthony, is... When people said that, they were referring to John J. Anthony and his Goodwill Hour, a program that had a huge audience because people liked to listen to other people's troubles. The first case Mr. Anthony will hear is that of Mr. R.P., Mr. Anthony, I'm 20 year, 21 years of age, 
and care for a young lady who is several years older than I am. How many years older? She is eight years older than I am. The family has voiced, they object to this girl very much, and I, I find that without her, I uh, really am not very happy. And what I would like to know is whether I should continue relationship with her or not. I see. How much do you earn? Well, my earning capacity is sufficient to support myself. And just how much is that? Approximately $20 a week. Well, I'm going to agree with your father for once. I seldom agree with fathers and mothers when it comes to interfering in the private lives of their children. But in this particular instance, I believe that your father is justified. This young woman is eight years your senior. At 28, a young woman is a real woman. At 21, a young man can hardly be called a real man. In the full, just a moment. In the full sense of the word. At 21, there are very few men that have their lives mapped out so completely that they know just where they're going to be and what they're going to do within three, four, or five years. Now, why? Why, from a logical standpoint, should you, at the age of 20 or 21, burden yourself with a love affair, with a woman eight years your senior, when the most important thing at this moment in your life should be how and where will I be within the next five or six years? When do you believe a man reaches his prime in life? Well, I don't believe it can be definitely determined by age. Approximately. When do you expect to reach your full development uh, mentally? Some people never reach it. Now, you do, want, do you want to evade the question? Or no, don't I don't wish to I'm evade the question. I'm asking a personal In general, question. it's uh, reached at the age of approximately 22 or 23. I see. Well, all right. Let me correct you then, please. There are a few men that really achieve their lives' ambition before the age of 40. Now, that should hold true in your case as well as in every other man's life. Now, at the age when you'll be 40, your wife will be 48. Uh, Ten years after that, your wife will be 58, and you will be in the prime of your life at 50. Will you not? Do you think your wife will be in her prime at 58? I don't think so. Then why do you want to start something now that will bring you anguish later on? Possibly it won't bring anguish later on. That All right, young man, we're, we're not going to quarrel about that. I know that you came up here for an opinion. Yes. My opinion is that you have no business at this age going with a woman eight years your senior, and in fact, you have no right doing that even five or six years from today. That's my opinion. Thank you, Mr. Randall. I'll bet that young man went out and married the girl anyhow. Well, that sort of program is one you don't hear any longer, certainly not on network radio. But there are lots of things no longer heard on radio. For example, tap dancing. Oh, yes, it was always lively and popular in the old days. And if the younger generation thinks it could not be so, let all of them listen right now to this excerpt from the NBC Minstrels in which Ken Christie and the tap dancing chorus take over.
Well, that's one way in which radio brought vaudeville into the home. And another way was by simply putting a microphone in front of the open mouth of an old vaudeville performer named Fibber McGee. I suppose that no one who ever heard Fibber on the radio will ever forget him. And here he is about to lead the Wistful Vista Band. But he's interrupted by one of his old friends, the old-timer. Hello there, Johnny. Want to buy a good hunting dog for this fall? (laughs) No, thanks, old-timer. I don't believe so. Hey! I says, no, I don't. I had me a bird dog, but his manners were bad. Couldn't learn him not to point. That's pretty good, Johnny But that ain't the way I heard it The way I heard it One feller says to the other fella Say, say I see where Chicago's gonna have a subway That'll take seven years to build That's so, says t'other feller Don't believe I can wait Let's walk Human nature's a fine thing, ain't it, Johnny? Or would you know? And now here's Fibber, the orchestra leader, speaking to the boys in the band. For the final concert of the season, the Wistful Business Businessman's Band has selected for its opening number an original McGee arrangement of the Pizzicata Polka. I'm sure that when you hear the fresh lilt of this favorite old selection, with its suggestion of villagers dancing on the green sward, with its... Oh, be- go on and play! <laughs> okay, bud. <laughs> All right, boys. On the downbeat, the pizzicata polka. If anything happens, we'll go into Tipperary. <laughs> One, two, spiel! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was Pizzicata Polka. That's <laughs> pretty good, Johnny, but that ain't the way I hear it. And now for... Well, I'm sure you'll know who I mean if I tell you it's the old maestro. That's right, Ben Burney. And here he is. And now our next number is going to be a wall. This is the number one song of the country. And who are we to defy the nation when I grow too old to dream? And once more, ladies and gentlemen, with eyelids at half-mast, Frank Prince will sing the vocal song. <laughs> when I grow 
He would have said, Yowza, yowza. Oh, I just can't leave Ben Burney here because his sign-offs were masterpieces of both clock-watching and word-weaving at the same time. Do you remember the way he used to sign off his own shows? Listen. Yowza, and now the time has come to lend thine ears to au revoir, pleasant dreams. Au revoir, pleasant dreams. Think about it. When requesting the theme Until next Tuesday when Possibly you all may tune in again Keep the old maestro Always in your sleep Yelda Au revoir, this is Ben Bernie, ladies and gentlemen And all the lads Wishing you a bit of pleasant real Make good luck and happiness Success Good health, good cheer, and you see. And now we've got to leave you here. Au revoir, a fond cheerio, a toodle doodle, a bit of a tweet tweet. God love you, and pleasant dreams. Pleasant dreams. I think Ben Bernie's closing is an appropriate one for our show tonight. Pleasant dreams to all of you. I'll be back next week with more remembrances and recollections at 30. So long until next week. Ed Hurley has been your host on Recollections at 30. Next week at this time, there'll be another in this special series commemorating NBC's 30th year of broadcasting. This is Fred Collins, hoping you'll be able to join us then for more of the great stars and great moments of the past. Recollections at 30 is directed by Bob Mauer. Bert Parks and Johnny Mercer on Bandstand, starting Monday on NBC Radio.
This is Howard Rigg reporting and suggesting you switch from hots to cool cigarettes for a fresh new experience in smoking enjoyment. Because cools give you a clean, cool taste in your mouth, make your throat feel smooth, refreshed all day long. Coming up, indications of steel agreement, long day at the White House, a job for an ex-king, an invitation to Siberia, and the story of a funny time. And now here's a story about a disappearance. The disappearance of the fun of smoking, when each cigarette you light becomes just another hot cigarette. When that happens, chances are your throat feels rough and raw, and your mouth feels hot and dry. And that's the time to switch from hot cigarettes to cools. The moment you smoke your first cool, you'll experience a smooth, refreshed feeling in your throat. And in your mouth, you'll have a wonderful, clean, cool taste that lasts and lasts and lasts. If hot cigarettes have robbed you of much of the fun of smoking, I can promise you'll find each cool you light a fresh new smoking experience. And that's a real promise, whether we say it or sing it. If your throat is raw today, here's advice you should obey. Switch from hot to cools. As Willie the Penguin says, smoke cools. Smoke cools. King size or regular. New York. Indications are that basic agreement has now been reached on terms of a new contract to end the 25-day-old steel strike. What may be final talks are underway tonight. Indications being it's a working out of details. Negotiators of industry and the Steel Workers Union appeared confident as they went into the night session. The Union Wage Policy Committee, which passes on contract terms, has been summoned to meet tomorrow morning. President Eisenhower has put in a real workday, six hours at his desk, a meeting with congressional leaders, meeting with 42 government agency heads, signing of 30 bills. White House News Secretary James Haggerty says Mr. Eisenhower probably will hold his first meeting with reporters since his operation next Wednesday. Harold Stassen said earlier today he expects Republicans on his side about Herder for vice president to come forward after the next Eisenhower news conference, unless the president makes a clear-cut statement opposing the dropping of Nixon. The Pentagon... The Army announces development of an electronic device to measure and map great distances by radar in a fraction of the time required by conventional surveying equipment. A surveyor now can measure off 50 miles in a single operation with radar. A bill may be completed in these last few days of Congress providing for federal participation in a flood insurance program. The Senate and House have both approved the idea, the House doing so today. But there's considerable difference in the two versions. Capitol Hill, House Speaker Rayburn today named six congressmen of Irish descent to represent the House in Ireland in September at ceremonies honoring John Barry. Barry, first Commodore of the U.S. Navy, was born in Ireland. The congressman to go, Sheehan of Illinois, Kearney of New York, Devereaux of Maryland, Madden of Indiana, Rooney of New York, and O'Neill of Massachusetts. Brussels, ex-King Leopold, who gave up the throne after World War II and after charges that he surrendered too soon to the Nazis, will return to the Belgian government as an advisor on atomic energy. Invitation, the Soviet Youth Committee has suggested that 60 British students come help harvest a bumper crop in Siberia. They would be paid the same rate as Russian students on the farms. And here's a bulletin just in, Newcastle, Pennsylvania. Policy, uh, police rather, reported an airplane crashed in the south side residential section of Newcastle tonight and hit a grocery store which had some apartments on the top floor. There were no immediate reports of casualties. 
Monkeys escaped from a zoo in Hamburg, West Germany the other day, 45 of them. After chasing them all over the city, 42 were back in their cages today, and a Hamburg newspaper appealed to the zoo director not to punish the keeper who accidentally let the monkeys out. This town, it said, had so much fun with them. What's more fun, it asked, than a town full of monkeys. This is Howard Riggs suggesting you switch from hots to cools for that smooth, refreshed feeling in your throat, that clean, cool taste in your mouth. Buy cools, king size or regular. Good night. Hear top tunes of the nation on Monitor this weekend on NBC Radio. Mm-hmm.